Hello, everybody, and welcome to Seals Pod. My name is Mike Grace. I am Director of Game Presentation and Content here with the San Diego Seals, and I am joined by Hannah Kosh. She is our manager of brand narrative, things like that. And we are coming, you to, coming to you today because Nick Asello is out on, the, on assignment. He's roaming the world, doing things in lacrosse. So he's not here to talk about SEALs, but there are things going on in the SEALs world that we want to talk, to, talk about, we want to deep dive into. And with that, we're going to bring to you one of our favorite people, not only in the SEALs sphere, but in probably the entire world, uh, Christopher Origlieri. Um, you may re remember him as our 19-year-old goalie last year, came in uh, to give Frank a breather when, uh, I believe, was Frank injured or did he have COVID at the time, Anna? He had COVID at the time. That was his COVID game. And so Tove had to step up big time. So 19 years old, comes in LL, gets a huge win for the boys. And uh, he lived here in Market. So we got to know him really, really well. He actually lived with Nick Asello, who he obviously talked about that a lot and uh, brought him to work with him. And he, he's just, a, he's an awesome kid. And we want him to be our Minto Cup correspondent. And with that, the Minto Cup for Americans, you probably don't know a lot about the Minto Cup. The Minto Cup is kind of like, the World Cup in importance in Canada. It is the Junior A Championship. In the end, it will be East versus West. We're going to let uh, Chris, who we call Tof, Topher, and we will be referring to him as Topher the rest of the way. He'll explain to you what it is and the importance of it. Um, if, you, if you look at a lot of the guys in the NLL, this is like the crowning achievement of their careers was winning a Minto Cup or the biggest disappointment in their careers if they were not able to win a Minto Cup. So we want to be the American podcast covering the Minto Cup here in the States. And Topher's going to be our, uh, he's going to be our correspondent. He's going to take us through everything. He's playing in the Minto Cup right now. Uh, well, actually, maybe it's not the actual Minto Cup yet, but he's in the playoffs to get to the Minto Cup. And he's going to take us through all that. Hannah, any other frame of reference you want to give you spend more time with the players than anybody traveling doing the PR and social media work it, you know as an American give a little more background on what the Minto Cup means the first time that I realized that it was like very very important was when we went to Steve Govett's Hall of Fame induction and they had the Minto Cup there and every single person that was there like surrounded around this trophy and for probably like 15 minutes we're looking at all of the names on it trying to find their names trying to find their parents names looking at who else was on it who didn't make it what year that they won or they were like we were in it that year so that was kind of the first time that I was like you guys are actually really really obsessed with this thing <laughs> like it must actually be a big deal because we are literally here at the lacrosse hall of fame Canadian lacrosse hall of fame induction ceremony and you guys are caring about the Minto Cup. They also have tattoos of their Minto Cups. So <laughs> I think that they put mostly a lot of things on their body. But <laughs> the fact that they're putting junior championships permanently on their body, <laughs> I was like, this must actually be a big deal. I, I think that puts it right into perspective. So with that, we're going to introduce uh, the young man himself, Christopher Origlieri. Kof, how are you, my friend? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? We are doing well. So Good. you are in the midst of the playoffs uh, to hopefully win the <clears throat> Minto Cup. Tell us, give us a little background on the Minto Cup. You know, 
what what does it mean to you your whole life? What does it mean to be playing in these playoffs? And what would it mean to win a Minto Cup? Uh, yeah, so basically every kid that grows up, up in Ontario or BC, you know, they if they're into lacrosse hardcore, I mean, it, it's what you dream of. Um, it's just, I don't know, there's just no feeling like it. Um, it's hard to explain, but, uh, you know, you want it real bad. It's for me, more than anything I've ever wanted in my life, I'd say. Um, and, you know, it, it just seems like anybody in the pro league, like all the guys you look up to, they all won Minto Cups and you like, makes you want to chase a little more. All right. So give us a little nuts and bolts of Minto Cup. Who plays in junior A? age ranges and then how many teams are there east west and then kind of how the playoffs converge to actually get to the Minto Cup give us that background okay so um the age range is 16 to 21 uh by the time mostly like rookies come to the league they've had their birthday so they're 17 but uh the age range is 16 to 21 there's 11 teams in Ontario and uh oh my old roomie Dunbar might be better off with this one, but I believe there's seven out West. Um, and then, so basically the way it works is in Ontario, you play in the playoffs, uh, you play for the Ontario final. And then if the Minto cups out West, the team who wins the Ontario final goes out West to represent Ontario. And uh, if the Minto cup is here in Ontario, the two teams in the Ontario final, it doesn't matter who wins are both in the Minto cup. And so basically the road to get there in Ontario is this year, two best three out of five series, and then a two out of three for the Ontario final. So basically if you win six games, you're in the Minto cup. So did you just say that the top two teams in the East make the Minto cup? As long as it's in Ontario, if it's in Ontario, the top two teams. So say the Minto cups in uh, BC. So in 2019, we went, uh, it was in Langley. So uh, Coquitlam and Victoria both got to go because they both made it to the BC finals. So they were the two teams that got to represent because it was at home. So the two teams in the BC finals get to go. And then one team from Alberta and one team from uh, Ontario. Oh. So it's a, and it rotates each year going back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, and this year's an Ontario like year, right? Yeah, it's in it's in Brampton, which is actually pretty close to home for me. Um, so pretty fired up about that. Um, but yeah, I honestly I can't remember the last time I was in Alberta, but like I said in 2019, it was in uh BC at the LAC. And uh in 2016, it was out also in BC at the LAC. So the big deal about the Minto Cup is that you only have like five years, right, to win it. So yeah. like everyone's like, oh, the man cup, but like you can play senior A for a long time. So like the biggest deal with the Minto cup is that like, there's just the five-year window that you can win it. Yeah. Yeah. So you you only get five years. And with these past couple years, I mean, we only really get three. That's saying that you're a three-year junior A player. And just to give everybody a little frame of reference, the man cup is the senior A championship and a lot of nll players yep. in the summer will go back to canada play in their hometowns in senior a to try to win a man cup uh, austin stotts famously went up and won a man cup when he was like what 17 or 18 
yeah, yeah. something like that he was like something five, crazy yeah. all right so with that being said Toph, kind of give us uh you are a member of the orangeville northmen your yep. whole career like you came up in orangeville obviously orangeville is known as a goalie factory give us uh your background as a northman yeah okay so actually this is a little bit of the dark side and not 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 happy to admit that's what but, we're here uh, for <laughs> up, up until up until Wee, i was a caledon bandit i'm not proud of it but uh oh. you know that that uh that's part of the story and then when i i moved here in minor Wee, i moved to orangeville which would be oh i would have been like 10 11 something like that and then uh yeah, it's just Orangeville is just such a special organization. You know, you, you, the, the kids around the rink, they always have their sticks in their hand. Everybody knows everybody, you know, every time there's extra floor time, people are jumping on it. Um, you always got kids coming out to your practice just to get extra minutes. You know, it's just it's just such a rich lacrosse culture around here. It's, uh, it's unlike anything else. So now you are playing Whitby, the Whitby Warriors. Yeah. Uh, give us the, give us the, wh- where are you in the playoff structure? Pause before we go there. Let's what's the, what was the first one? Because you guys lost the first two games of that series. Right. And then yes. you came back and won three straight or something, like something, something there happened before we got to this one. Yeah. So, uh, our first series was uh best three to five against Oakville and they, uh, they took the first two games and we reverse swept, um, and then we moved on to play Whippy. And uh, actually, we just lost last night, unfortunately. So we're down 2-1 in the series. But we play uh, in Orangeville at Tony Rose tomorrow night. And uh, we have a chance to even up the series and send her to game five. So you're in the second round right now. Yeah. And basically, home team has held court throughout the series, right? Sorry, home team's what, sorry? The home team has won each game so far, right? Yeah, so far, yes. So, and we're going to get to uh, last night's game here shortly because that, <laughs> that, that's the reason we wanted to talk to you in the first place. Uh, so you are headed back to Orangeville uh, for the next game at home. What happens if you win this series? So if we win this series, we're guaranteed a berth in the Minto Cup. And then uh, we'll also move on to the Ontario Finals to play either Burlington or Toronto beaches. That series is tied one, one, I believe as well. They play, they played a night in Pickering and uh, yeah. So somebody's going to go up in the series two to one, but uh, we'll play them next series. If we are able to pull it off. If in the unlikely event you lose, are you still alive? If we lose tomorrow night, no, we're not alive. We're done. But uh, we won't talk about that. All right. So you're (laughs) moving into a do or die situation all right so let's get to last night's game first off let's talk about your performance um i think we can all probably say probably not your best game uh take us through you know look it's a tough tough sport man and people see you guys they see you with the gear and it looks kind of crazy but it's these are good players so uh what happened for you last night before we get to the madness of everything that broke out yeah so uh I don't know. Last night, obviously, would have liked to stop a few more balls, but uh, you know, I uh, we ended up getting into a bit of a. Uh, I don't know how to. They went on a few runs, right? Swearing, <laughs> yeah. Well, 
yeah so anyways long story short it kind of got out of hand a little bit there was a couple fights um a couple guys got thrown out and uh yeah it wasn't it wasn't pretty at the end but you know we showed we showed character we stood up for each other and couldn't be more proud of our team for that so had the series had it been leading to this uh so just so everybody knows you ended up with a basically a six on six line brawl which is not all that common. Occasionally, essentially, yeah. I mean, a, a couple guys might have just been holding on to somebody and have turned into a wrestling match, but that was not your your simple one v one fight and everything's over. That was a full on. We really don't like these guys type of. Fight. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's pretty usually pretty gritty when we play Whippy. Um, a couple years back. There's a video on YouTube. It's called Saturday Night at the Bunny Barn. If you want to look it up, there was a, uh, I will. there was a, there was a full, uh, full bench brawl against Whippy and uh, some of the coaches almost fought and it was, uh, it was not great, but then uh, yeah, actually last night that during that, during that line brawl, the fans from the stands were throwing cups and like coffee cups and like, like dimes and stuff at, a, at our bench. They ended up, <laughs> They ended up hitting one of our guys. They ended up hitting Donnie Scott. He's a uh, he's one of the rookies on the team. Uh, they ended up hitting our AT Mary, um, and they ended oh, up with Mary. Yeah, they <laughs> so they started. Some of the dads in the stands started beaking at Andrew Suter, and I just uh, that, that's barking up the wrong tree, if you ask me. But uh, they they had some choice words from um, our. Our staff wasn't too happy about it. Anyways, long story short, everybody behind the benches got thrown out. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty gritty the rest of the game. So you were not in the game at the time uh, when the brawl broke out. You're on the bench. And the video shows you were kind of getting into it with people in the stands. Like, you were sticking up for your guys. Nothing, nothing physical happened, but you let them know you weren't too happy about the situation, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. I mean, we're a team. We all love each other, so it's kind of like it's kind of like someone messing with one of your family members. This kind of kind of hits home. You you know, it sparks something in you. You just you don't like seeing it. You want to defend them, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with a six on six line brawl, that means a goalie fight, which you don't get to see very often. So how did it, did you see your guy headed that way? Cause he basically goes to the, to the Whitby goalie over in front of their bench, like kind of take us through that sequence. Did you see it coming? Yeah. So, um, you know, Zachary's, Zachary's a pretty tough kid. Um, I kind of, kind of saw it coming a little bit. I mean, they're, uh, I, I don't know the, the other goalie kind of just turtled. He didn't really do much, but, uh, it wasn't really too much of a fight, but yeah, Zach, Zach kind of went down there and let him know what's up. And uh, yeah, I, I, I for sure saw that coming. He was like pumping up the crowd after like blowing kisses, like waving as he was running that, off. <laughs> that, yeah, that was, uh, that was warranted because uh, one of the, one of the prior goals scored number 22 on their team acted like he was taking photos of the guys in the box that we had in the box. He was kind of doing that. <laughs> He's been a little bit of a hot dog, but, uh, you know, that's just emotion of the game, I guess. All right. So what does this do 
for the Northmen? Are, are you guys more motivated? I mean, obviously your backs are against the wall. You're uh, in an elimination game. You're going home. You're going to have your home crowd. What's the mindset of the Northmen right now? Uh, just same as it always. Just we got to go win a lacrosse game. Um, same as it always is, you know, just put our nose to the grindstone and get it done. Do you think that this like fires you guys up more and like uh, we're not going to let them treat us that way? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's disrespectful at the end of the day. And, you know, we're pretty prideful. Every guy on the team is pretty prideful to wear the Jersey we do. So it's uh, definitely a spark. Give us a sense of what the uh, Orangeville barn is going to be like. Um, if it's anything like game four against Oakville, uh, pretty much every kid from the uh, minor teams will be there to cheer us on. There'll be some choice words going between the parents, between the fans. There'll be people behind the nets letting the other goalie know. Um, it's going to be loud. It's going to be loud. That's all I'm going to say. I, I'm sure there'll be a plenty of choice words and lots of friendly Canadian back talk. Um, <laughs> obviously, this is this is great experience for you in playing in playoff games that really matter. It's only going to help you develop as a goalie. Um, have you, have you felt like you're, you've seen improvement in your game? Is this going to help you as you progress in your NLL career? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it teaches you kind of how to handle pressure. Um, it just teaches you what it's like to be in a big game, right? Just, it is, it's no different between junior and pro. Like the game's always the biggest one. The next, the next big game's always the biggest one of your career, right? So it's just teaching you how to be a big game player, if you ask me. So with that, and look, we fully anticipate you're going to win and you're going to win the series and you're going to continue on in the Minto Cup. And we're going to have several more conversations about this. And we're going to be the leading American Minto Cup coverage podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but I did want to touch base. I don't think we've ever really gotten to kind of publicly talk to you about your game, the game you played with the Seals that you won. Um, you know, how long before the game did you find out you were going to be starting? Um, I think Patty told me in, uh, in shoot around. Uh, prepare like you're going to start so the day and, of the uh, game so the day of the game yeah he said prepare like you're going to start so yeah, I did and then uh, I ended up finding out actually like before warm-up he told me like Frankie's not going to be here you're going to be starting like do your thing basically okay so when he tells you that are you fired up are you nervous? Do you want to puke? Like, you know, look, you're a, you're a 19 year old kid at the time. You're playing in the highest level of lacrosse. There is probably something you dreamed about your entire life. What's your gut reaction? Um, honestly, I would say I had a lot of adrenaline. So I didn't even, I didn't even know what I was thinking at the time. I couldn't, obviously I was nervous. I mean, I'm human. Everybody would be nervous, but, uh, yeah, I just kind of thought, like, I'm going to try and do what I can do for my team to help them out. Then you go through warm-ups. How are you feeling in warm-ups? Are you like, all right, I'm stopping the ball. I'm seeing the ball well. I'm going to have a good night? Or how do warm-ups go? Uh, it's, it definitely started to feel real. You know, warm-ups not the same as a game because, you know, you see those guys. Like, for me, I saw them 
three, four times a week and shoot around like, well, the guys who lived in market, I saw them three, four times a week and shoot around. So it's kind of like, Oh yeah, well, I know where these guys are going. Like I kind of know their tendencies. So yeah, I might, I might stop a couple of theirs, but in game, it's a totally different story. So, you know, I just, it felt like a regular warm up. felt like nothing out of the blue, but obviously it was, uh, after warm up, it was definitely out of the blue. Did any of the guys say anything to you? Like when they kind of figured out what was happening, like, did Frankie say anything to you? Like what were like messages or vibes around the team when they were like, Oh, Toph is starting. Not that they're uh, like, Oh shit, but like, a, okay, well, this is what's happening right now. No. Um, so I don't, I don't even remember. I know Frankie texted me. I know he did. I'm, I really don't go on my phone much at all on game day. Just turn on my playlist. Um, I probably replied to him after the game. I don't even really remember, to be honest with you. I remember him sending me a text, like, fired up after the game. And uh, we were all fired up. I, that's what I remember about it. But, uh, you know, I think Brody said something to me. Said just kind of like, do your thing sort of thing. Um, it was just kind of like a confident, quiet, like he kind of didn't want to make a big deal out of it. Just, And then before the game, uh, after the huddle in the crease, Dobe said to me, uh, it's just like another game at the Bunny Barn. And <laughs> the Bunny Barn is what they call Tony Rose, for anybody who doesn't know. Um, and uh, that, that settled me a little bit, as much as it could, obviously. But uh, that was nice to hear from especially such a big-name player. He's unreal guy as well I remember when you were running out for warm-ups there for the intros and obviously like you usually go second because Frankie would go first and I was like trying to give you a little like tap and a little look and you were like so focused I was like oh, shit, okay. <laughs> like don't talk to him right now yeah sorry I'm, uh, no, I'm, no, no. I'm a bit of a mental case before the game but <laughs> <laughs> so face off are you like you know making number two in your pants or are you like feeling confident? <laughs> like obviously you need to get that first save, right? You got to get that first save and feel good yeah. about being out there. What were those initial moments like? Um, I, will, I was telling myself I was confident for sure. Deep down, I was definitely pretty nervous. Um, but I kind of, I kind of tried to hone it in and, try to be as confident as I could be. Do you remember the first shot you took? Oh, I, I, I don't. I don't remember much of the game, to be honest with you. I just remember hugging Cam at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any moments in the game where you had doubts? Where, you know, I, I hand out, how did the game go? I think you let a couple in, but nothing crazy. It was a tight game, but, you know, things went really, you played really well. I well, think the thanks. second second quarter, I think, was a little bit. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, like... yeah. For the first half, I definitely, you know, I was, like, not making the saves that I thought I should. A couple of them went by me. I was like, oh, I should have had that one. But uh, I felt a little better in the second half, and I felt like I settled in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, honestly, I couldn't even – I don't even remember the, the saves I should have made. I just remember thinking, oh, I probably should have made that one. I mean, there was never any doubt. Because once doubt sets in, you're pretty much useless. So I just try and try and uh, stay in the right headspace and 
not doubt myself, but uh, no, there wasn't any doubt. Is that something you're good at? Just turning the page. Obviously you're in the NLL. You're playing against the best players in the world. You're going to let goals in. It's going to happen. Can you turn the page? Um, I like to think so. Yeah. I mean, between I've had a lot of good coaching growing up. I mean, between not just physically, but like mental coaching, like Frankie's a great guy to learn from. He's well, he's a really good guy to sit behind in my opinion. If, if there is a good guy to sit behind, it's, it'd be Frankie. Um, and then we also have uh, Whipper as our goalie coach, who's obviously a Hall of Famer guy I idolized growing up. And uh, he's unreal with the mental side of the game, too. You know, you can ask him anything, he'll give you the answer. He's, uh, he's kind of been through it all. So talking to those guys and then his talking to brother as well, it's just they kind of they kind of help you out with the mental side of the game and make make it a little easier on you. But uh, I like to think I'm a little I'm pretty good at turning the page. Mature nineteen year old in some cases. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Did you find a way to have an adult beverage after the game, even though it might not have been completely legal? In the state, uh, in Canada. No, no, I don't think I did. I don't think I did actually. You wanted a perfectly hey. clear mind to remember this moment. Yeah, what I what I could remember of it, obviously, yeah, which wasn't much. <laughs> and then you went and got COVID, and then and then yeah, you had to get another one. Yeah, then I went and got COVID. Oh, my bad, obviously. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, what a wild time that was! Pretty much half the team got COVID. You and Frank yeah. both did. Um, yeah, you know, I was rattled about that when I was sitting in the house. I was like, I don't even have it. I don't even have it. I was, <laughs> I was pretty pissed off. And Nikki's like, Oh, well, you just kind of isolate for five days. And Sean said the same thing. I'm like, Soon as these five days are up, I'm out of here. It's just like sitting in prison for five days. It was pretty rough, but we Which, got through it. You know, leads to one of the most amazing moments of the season. Justin Getty, you know, the seal sign him off the street. Is he somebody that you had known in the past? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't know him. Um, I too now, obviously, had an unreal game against Sask. Um, that was just watching it on TV. I was pretty fired up. I mean, obviously, I had to watch it on TV. But, yeah. uh, you know, as tough as watching it on TV is, you can't. You can't ask for anything better than that. You know, we had so many guys who weren't regulars in the lineup. We had guys who signed off the street, like you said. We had, like, Getty played out of his mind. Um, it was it was pretty unreal to watch. After you watched that game and you watched this post-game uh, interview, did you have any regrets about not winking at a camera at some point during the game you started? <laughs> um, no, I mean, that's not me. That's not me. That's, that's, uh, that definitely suits him a little better. That's kind of his swagger, his personality, all the power to him, but, uh, that's, that's not me. All right, Toph. Well, one, we appreciate your time. It's fun catching up with you. Uh, it's been fun to watch. So for those that want to watch, you can watch on YouTube. So yeah. These games are streamed live. Uh, Hannah, how do you find the? I always I search OJLL. Yeah, it's on the OJLL page. And then they just pop right up. <laughs> so you can get a live stream, and then the games are thereafter. I think we'll put some of the clips in this podcast uh, on YouTube so people can see what we're talking about. But you can go back and watch this game. It's it's you know it's crazy Canadian lacrosse, and it's fantastic, and that's why we wanted to bring Kofin to explain to everybody. 
why the Minto Cup is so important to any and all Canadians. There he is. He's got his there Northman he is, hat. The Northman. There we go. I forgot, forgot I had it on. Had to wrap it. <laughs> Do you guys watch the the Northman show? It's like some crazy Viking show, I think, on Apple or Prime or something like that. Do you are you guys required to watch that program? <laughs> no, no, there's no there's no team requirement. No, before you sign a card, they don't ask you. But uh I haven't I don't even think I've heard of that, to be honest with you. I, I it looks insane and like it looks it's just insane. Like, it's like a war movie. I don't even know the history of the Northmen. So I, I feel like it's something that you guys need to watch before the next game and it's going to take you to the next level to be honest all right maybe maybe we'll have to give that one a watch all right so well good luck my man uh we're cheering for you from san diego all over the states uh we want the orangeville northmen to uh advance all the way to the minto cup take it all i know some of our uh western allies and even cam holding who was a whitby warrior his whole life uh might be cheering against you but we are with you my friend <laughs> thank you guys thank appreciate you. it <laughs> all right appreciate best of you got it. Best of luck. And, uh, hey, after you guys win the series, we're going to talk to you and uh, get more Mental Cup updates. Sounds good. Thank you guys very much. Thanks, everybody. This Bye. has been Seal Spot. Take care, guys. Bye.